0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: December 14th, 2020. Fish soup. Questionable liver surgery. A saint and advent. This is awesome today. Awesome today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends.
2: Hi. Hello. That was very perky. I did my best. That was all the energy <laughs> I could give. get. I'm going to lay down and take a nap now while you record, and probably all the listeners are like, finally! Nope. Yeah,
3: I know that you did, you mustered everything that you had left within you for that hello, and I see it, I affirm it.
2: Thank you, thank you.
3: Um, you. Today's Sunday for us, and it has not really been a day of rest for you, though.
2: It hasn't. I feel a lot like what I would imagine a cross-country skier feels like, where it ain't just the legs, also the arms, all the things. I've never done it. I yeah. don't ever intend to do it because it looks miserable and exhausting, and that's how I feel. Not miserable miserable and
3: exhausted, but exhausted.
2: Happy I do, December, everyone. I do feel tired. Happy day, you jerks.
3: We are having a snow day. Mm-hmm. And you weathered the snow in our four-wheel drive Suburban. Yes. And, uh, Did you say Suburban? Yeah, I was being dumb. Okay, there's an extra R. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, you went to the grocery store. You cooked a delicious feast for uh, our Sunday afternoon meal, and then you spent most of the afternoon preparing a soup. You've,
2: you've been a soup, he- a stew. Yeah, I'm confused on where to land with the nomenclature for things. It's probably more stew-like yeah, than soup. that's fair. Yeah.
3: yeah,
2: It's very meaty and hearty. Very, very hearty. So you've been working all day. It's true. It's true. Okay. Well, it is December 14th, and it is Happy National Bouillabaisse Day. Speaking of soup. Speaking of soup slash stew. Yes. What is it? It is French-inspired, and it is a fish-based soup or stew. Mm-hmm. Perfect for cooler weather, as are all soups. Okay. Sorry,
3: don't know why that happened.
2: Welcome to the table. Yes. Meg's interrupting phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Bouillabaisse originates in Marseille it is traditionally made with bony rockfish saffron fennel seed orange zest these are kind of the core elements of it arguably Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but man there's a lot of really strong opinions about the proper or perfect ingredients and i think that's such a testament to the the value the popularity of a dish when people will argue about it you know it's a big thing
3: it really is that's a great litmus test for if this is a worthy mm-hmm. thing to be you know passed down through the generations to serve i you are you are so right if you think about in america the things that inspire big feelings like right. the Philly cheesesteak debate of
2: you right. Know, Philadelphia. Right, or, or pizza. Is it Chicago? Is it New York? Barbecue. Yeah.
3: You know, what kind of sauce? Like all of the things, people that, if you have big feelings about something, it is worthy of the eating of it.
2: I would agree completely. And so they're, there are, because we're not big members of the Booyah Base. No. Uh, community. Community. <laughs> and, and or war, whatever. Yeah, so they're strong opinions, their argument extends across potentially the different kinds of fish that should be used. Yes. um, Even all the way down to different wines. Which you would assume perhaps that, well, fish, white wine is used with this, but there are formats of it where red wine is more appropriate depending on the seasonings you use. And I I can appreciate that deeply. We make uh, we have made on on several occasions now a recipe that I absolutely stole from the YouTubes from mm-hmm. the internet mm-hmm. of deviled lobster. Yes. Now again, lobster is something traditionally, if you were to include a wine as you cooked it, uh, you would use a white. But this goes with a red. Yes. And it incorporates uh, that's where we that's where we were first introduced to mushroom ketchup. Um, yeah, so I, I deeply appreciate that there's that much creativity in the formation of the soup slash stew that you could branch either direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's This debate even extends, of course it extends, to the origins of the soup. That Some is. would claim that this recipe came from a Greek goddess. This is my favorite origin story. It's interesting. Others giving full credit to some coastal fisherman. Okay. Who was cooking what was left over. And that's, as I understand it, that's commonly the case for a fisherman by profession. They sell what they can. They eat what's left over that didn't sell. Yeah, sure. So Either way. Well, whatever, whatever. Go, go dig around on the interwebs. Find... A recipe that looks good to you. Find several and take something from each of them. That's like my favorite way to cook. Mm -hmm. And go make yourself a fish soup or a fish stew today. Add a baguette. Watch a French movie. Enjoy wine. Make it an event. Make make an otherwise mundane meal. Mm -hmm. A Monday mundane meal. Yeah. And true event.
3: I like it, Booyah Base. We were laughing before we started recording about the extraness of the letters. Yes,
2: there's a lot of letters. It, I will, for the sake of anyone hoping to search for it, I will spell it. Oh, here we go. Buckle up. B-O-U-I-L-L-A-B-A-I-S-S-E. Mm-hmm. They only left out the Z because they couldn't find a way to fit it in.
3: Yes. Hey, speaking of making an event. Mm-hmm today is as we are sitting here recording national
2: or is it international it's hot cocoa day right right we talked about this for the episode that aired today yes we talked about as we recorded that the day before
3: yes so part of what you gathered at the store you took one of our children with you gathered up supplies for having an event of hot cocoa preparation
2: it was less it was less cocoa than all the ingredients (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> mm, but it was our sweet tooth of a child who is, she did the thing. She did the daddy yes. and I can't, I can't turn down daddy. <laughs> yes. So we got it. What all, what all was in that?
3: Mess? Well, there was of course the hot cocoa base mm-hmm. and then you guys had picked up junior mints. Yeah. You picked up, um, uh, marshmallows, the minis, mm-hmm. mini marshmallows, whipped cream, some caramel topping for drizzling. Was there something else or is that it?
2: Mm, It feels like there was another thing. Yeah. But that was the bulk of things. And the caramel, by the way, for the the children, there was both a healthy, probably tablespoon of caramel in the hot chocolate itself. But then it was, so that, the Junior Mints had the hot water poured on them along with the mix, then the marshmallows, then whipped cream on top, and then caramel drizzled. It was... Very artistically across the top. That was at the doing of the child who'd asked. It
3: was diabetes in a mug.
2: Pretty much. And what? Two out of four? Two out of four of the kids had, within an hour, some bathroom events. So I felt like a real success of a dad. Here's a treat, kids. Oh, no. No. They would probably would have easily said,
3: worth it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, AJ made it herself and served it to her siblings. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was a really sweet, um, snowy day treat. So, yeah.
2: We had discussed, as she was doing so, we couldn't figure out anything other to call her service there than Coco Barista. Ah. Which we felt like was a really great name for a Latin gang member. And I hope that doesn't offend anybody. Oh,
3: I mean, if you're going to speak Latin, you may as well be in a game. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What are some other notables?
2: Well, as a a second celebration, and I don't know that I'd celebrate this, maybe more of a heads up. It is National Green Monday. Mm -hmm. And this is debatably, because things change, right? Yeah. But it is debatably... The last Monday in December where you can order a present online and hope to receive it before Christmas. Yep. So...
3: Mama's got some shopping to do. Yeah,
2: get get busy. Not to say you're out of luck if you miss today, but today is at least recognized as a time of get it done.
3: Can I ask why green?
2: Maybe, I don't know. I could make something up. Like, okay. go, 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 get it done. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. that, that'd that be all I would know to offer.
3: Okay. Or like green is for cash and maybe stores get a little it's influx possible. of cash as people are trying to order.
2: We had discussed yesterday as we were driving about taking care of, not Christmas shopping business, but other business. We'd noticed the insanity of travel mm-hmm. um, around Oklahoma City. And, and you'd pointed out... That Black Friday is, in fact, not the largest shopping day of the year. That all of the Saturdays afterwards leading up to Christmas are busier, and it certainly was.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And plus, plus, we had this impending weather forecast. So, everyone right. had to get their milk Everybody sandwiches. Everybody needed their
2: milk sandwiches and toilet paper. Because if you're going to get snowed in, which we don't here, yeah. but if you're going to, you want to make sure that you've got milk sandwiches, because evidently that... Once you're snowed in, your job is twofold. Eat milk, sandwiches, and poop excessively. That's it.
3: We've been covering half of that. We
2: covered half with the hot cocoa.
0: Ridiculous.
3: Uh, Oh, good, 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 good. All right. Well, if it's your birthday today, you share it. We're continuing with this uh, French theme here. You share it with the French astrologer and physician, Nostradamus.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: go ahead. It's your birthday. Stay up late. Look at the stars.
2: Or something.
3: Or start learning French on your Duolingo app.
2: Hey, eat a bouillabaisse. There's stay you. up late. Look at the stars. Drink so much wine that you vomit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right?
3: Yes. I feel like
2: that's something Nostradamus would do. Sure. He's, he's an edgy character. Oh. Or not.
3: Well, if you're an astrologer and a physician, you've got some big personality. Yeah. there.
2: Um, now, this is, this is uh, disturbing. If you're sensitive, skip ahead mm-hmm. or just stop listening to this episode now. In 2017, it was barely yesterday, 2017, British surgeon Simon Bramhall admits he'd been charged and he admits to having branded the liver of two transplant patients with his initials. I hate
3: it. I hate this.
2: What's more disturbing than just that quick blurb is that, of course, there was an entire staff of surgical people around that watched him do it. Right. More than once. And didn't see it. he'd used, a, a, I think it was an argon laser or something that would be used <sighs> for other purposes within the surgery. And was just like, yep, am going to go ahead and sign it.
3: I mean, the way this... Reads. He admits to having done this. So, you know, somebody turned him in. Yeah. Probably after that second. Probably an
2: intern. Like. Shitty interns.
3: The first time they were like, that's messed up. But I mean, I'm going to let it slide this one time. But then the second time that he did it, they were like, no, 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 no.
2: Well, here's what I feel like happened. Is that the first time he had just the standard staff around him and everybody's like, well, weird flex, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the second time through, one of the one of the interns was the equivalency of uh, Kelly Kapoor from The Office. Yes, and she lost her mind. Yes, freaking out about it. And so then they were like, uh, "Well, now everyone knows. What did you do? Did you do this?" And they were hoping he'd say no, but he's like, "Yeah, I, I did. I did. I was,
3: do you have a business bad? I should not have done that. Is what you would you
2: prefer your initials on it, sir, ma'am, whoever." <laughs>
3: Or I could brand your liver right now if you want. Indeed, just
2: indeed. And the, the the real thing of it all here is that the liver is a tremendously resilient organ. It's not something that would have lasted. Okay. It was just kind of a temporary. Um, what, what's the old "I was here" tag yeah. that you'd carve onto something?
3: Yeah.
2: Or Kilroy was here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. His okay.
2: name unfortunately wasn't Kilroy, or it may have might have slid by.
3: Him. Mm-hmm. His name was Simon, and he liked to do drawings. Drawings
2: on livers. (laughs) Gavna. Let's, uh, on that high note, let's move into the Advent readings.
3: Okay. Um, Let's see here. So it is, first of all, the memorial or the feast day for St. John of the Cross. Let's
2: talk about that.
3: He's a priest and doctor of the church.
2: Yes, doctor of the church, meaning this is something um awarded post-mortem is that the way you'd say that after they're dead whatever yes. mm-hmm. yeah what else
3: um well and it signifies that they have made significant contributions to the theology of the church is okay. that right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay i believe it, it from our conversations he was a jesuit
2: priest i think that's right i don't think i'm misspeaking okay um, i think that's somewhere in the uh, the Laudate app okay. is one of the places I I daily visit mm-hmm. um, because it does include information yes. encapsulated in a singular place.
3: Uh, but people outside of the Catholic Church may have heard his name because he wrote, while he was alive, he wrote a, um, I don't know if you'd call it a memoir or whatever, but he wrote a, a book called uh, The Dark Night of the Soul. Mm-hmm. And I think that many Christians of a variety of different flavors of Christianity have found comfort and solace in what he shared about his own dark night. Yes. Of the soul. Is that right? Yes. And that when you're going through some time of doubt, of...
2: Doubt is such a soft word. Yes. You really need to embrace that title. Yeah. Dark night of the soul. It's when you are in a desperate place.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, familiar to many people that that name is St. John of the Cross I don't know that much about him contextually like where he was even from or anything like that but
2: I can't I can't speak to the finest of details yeah Um, some of the stuff that both in the past as well as then through some digging around this morning that I stumbled across so talking about the 1500s I believe okay and is that right? You check that while I okay. talk. I'm pretty sure it was fifteen hundreds. Okay. This was a time, recall, this is when the Protestant revolt occurred. This is when the Church of England broke away, for both of them for very different reasons, but there were definitively yeah, fifteen forty two is when he was born. Is when he was born. Yeah. So this period of time was one where there were definitely issues mm. within the Catholic Church that Things, things had drifted heavily in a wrong direction. And mm-hmm. the church was in need of some true reform. Not so much a breakaway or a revolt, but an actual reform within the church. And that's why, though it probably agitates some people, um, myself along with many others, don't call it the Protestant Reformation. They didn't reform a damn thing. They left. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to stay to reform. Yes. So, in any event, this is the era, this heavy flavor still... On things when he comes along. And he did, in fact, himself get involved with moving through different different orders of uh, monks and whatnot. Yeah. Nuns, different areas to help with this reform effort. Okay. Now, one of the really difficult things to me about reading a historical account is taking that with the appropriate grain of salt, understanding that history is written by the victor. Yeah. History is written from the perspective of what ultimately happened and may or may not really accurately represent what was going on. And to give a very perhaps sensitive example of that right now, depending upon whether you are a Democrat or Republican, you would have two very rigidly different views about what's going on with this current election. Mm -hmm. Whoever ends up winning, for sure and for certain, and that is the next president, well, in effect, that party is going to be responsible for the history that gets recorded. However, you're reading things now, whichever source you go to, you find a very different version of immediate within the last week's history. Yeah. So all of that taken into context, I try maybe I fail, I don't know. I try when I read historical accounts to say, well, okay, that's one way it's written how else could things have felt mm, to the people it was occurring to. Right. And his his reform efforts which ultimately succeeded in air quotes who knows exactly what that means well during his lifetime they weren't received very damn well okay to the point where he he was imprisoned even for a time and had to escape and find whoever his allies were to recover from that Mm -hmm. um so i don't know a lot there's there's a lot that he's written that's beautiful that's timely if in fact you are in a time like this book dark night of the soul if you are truly in a time of a dark night of the soul i think it's a meaningful read that's when i came across it yes it meant a lot to me in In that moment
3: it was years before we even dreamed of being catholic yeah
2: now to read it now i don't know that i'd feel the same way Mm -hmm. both because i have a different knowledge base than i did then and because i'm i'm not in a dark night right now Mm -hmm. so yeah, you could uh, you could certainly claim either side, but the church certainly recognized uh, if you're a doctor of the church, you're recognized for scholarly work.
3: Yes, and
2: he did do a lot of that.
3: Yes, um, Wikipedia says he was a Carmelite friar.
2: Okay, that's
3: what what the well, Wikipedia says. But in you know.
2: well, yes, ish uh, that may be his official title, but he was he was affiliated with the, the Jesuits at least. Yeah. In some theology.
3: Okay. That makes sense. And he, as being part of the Counter-Reformation, would have been also in the... Yeah.
2: Uh, that, that's what the, that's why the Jesuits were formed, right? Mm, not why, well, but they played a major part in the Counter-Reformation. Okay. Yes. Which is a weird Counter-Reformation. That's a weird concept within all of this. Yeah. They actually won back large chunks of europe that had Mm -hmm. gone protestant and then they swayed them back to catholicism gotcha i corrected catholicism
3: yes yes okay well so it is the feast of saint john of the cross Mm -hmm. so there's that okay so our first reading for today's readings in advent um comes from the book of numbers in the old testament it's not a frequent visit is it it's not it's not especially during advent do you want me to read this? Or do you want to read it?
2: Well, you have more commentary than I do. Yes. If you'd prefer I read and you comment, or if you just want to do it all, I truly I am. I serve at the pleasure of my queen.
3: Oh, well, thank you. I'll go ahead and read it since you've had a, uh, a okay. long day. So this is Numbers chapter 24. Um, two through seven and 15 through 17. Uh, When Balaam raised his eyes and saw Israel encamped tribe by tribe, the spirit of God came upon him and he gave voice to his oracle. The utterance of Balaam, son of Beor, the utterance of a man whose eye is true, the utterance of one who hears what God says and knows what the most high knows, of one who sees what the almighty sees enraptured and with eyes unveiled. How goodly are your tents, O Jacob, (laughs) goodly, Your (laughs) Your encampments, O Israel, they are like gardens beside a stream, like the cedars planted by the Lord. His wells shall yield free-flowing waters. He shall have the sea within reach. His king shall rise higher, and his royalty shall be exalted. Then Balaam gave voice to his oracle. The utterance of Balaam, son of Beor, the utterance of the man whose eye is true, the utterance of one who hears what God says and knows what the Most High knows— of one who sees what the Almighty sees, enraptured him with eyes unveiled, I see him though not now, I behold him though not near, a star shall advance from Jacob, and a staff shall rise from Israel.
2: I am completely and utterly distracted by the imagination of a redneck saying, That's one damn nice tent you got there. <laughs> I can't even process anything else because that is all that's in my mind.
3: That's fair. That makes sense in your... In uh, my
2: past and present. Yes, I was going
3: to say in the context of growing up. Um, So Balaam is an interesting character. We are in Numbers, and this is the sort of like pinnacle of his story in a time when he is actually being used by God to speak to God's people. Balaam was not an Israelite. He was an oracle or a prophet for the king um king balak i believe his name is of moab this prophecy comes through uh life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan
1: and help manage out of pocket costs learn more at uh1.com
3: through Bolaam at a time where the Israelites are nearing the end of their forty year wandering okay. in the wilderness. So they've
2: they've gone through the exodus of slavery yes. to Egypt. Yes. Forty years of of let's call it purification and yes. preparing for the promised land. Yes. And they're near the end of that.
3: Yes. So they have exodus out of Egypt, yes preparing after this generation has passed away, which is what God said was going to happen, preparing for the promised land. They are crossing the Moabite plains, and this Balaam was a prophet to the king of Moab. And so we have here this totally non-Jewish, non-Israelite prophet being used by God to speak some truth to his people, which is very fascinating. Now, Balaam, later on in the book of Numbers, and, and this is even referenced in the New Testament, would end up being used by, not by God. He kind of does some tricky things to entice the Israelites into doing some bad stuff. Anyway, that's another story for another day. But what's super fascinating to me here is that we have the voice of God himself, his truth being spoken through a person who is not one of his chosen people. But he knew that his people needed to hear this. And so I think, of course, as we're thinking about Advent, one of the most important parts of this selection is where Balaam says, a star shall advance from Jacob and a staff shall rise from Israel. Now this goes, he continues on to a prophecy. And this is one of those instances where we see this prophecy uh, fulfilled twice. Okay. So here immediately in the immediate fulfillment was King David Mm -hmm. coming from the house of Jacob, his staff, the king rising up from Israel. And of course we know King David is a type for Christ.
2: And a, and a, not Christ is the descendant. What is the other side? Uh, The the precedent? I don't know what word is appropriate. Ancestor? there. There you go. That's good enough.
3: Yes. And so, yes. So we have this fulfillment twice here. We see it with King David rising from the house of Jacob, becoming king over Israel, and this was at a time when gives his prophecy, there are no kings of Israel. That's, That's not right. even a thing. That's yet.
2: right. David was the first after a long absence. Well, well, kind of. Saul. Saul was. Yeah. The first. Yes. He was a travesty. That's for another day.
3: Yes. So, yeah, I just think that that's really fascinating. So hold on to that thought. And then will you read the responsorial song? I will. I want
2: to speak one other note to that. that Saul was the the first king. He was the people's election. Yes. Which was a a literal tragedy before the Greeks knew what tragedy was. Mm -hmm. And then David was God's choice on the heels, which, of course, this precursor to also God's choice being Christ to come. Yes. Which is what we're all looking towards right now in Advent. Right, exactly. So really picks up
3: on that Advent theme. The response is from Psalm...
2: Psalm 25, and it's it's a smattering. It yeah. starts at verse 4, and it's selected mostly verses. <laughs> selected verses through 9. Um, Teach me your ways, O Lord. Your ways, O Lord, make known to me. Teach me your paths, guide me in your truth, and teach me, for you are God, my Savior. Remember that your compassion, O Lord, remember that your compassion, O Lord, and your kindness are from old. In your kindness remember me because of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, thus he shows sinners the way. He guides the humble to justice. He teaches the humble his way
3: okay this is a great bridge passage but I I have more to say after we get to the gospel
2: well do you want me just to go ahead and gospel yeah and let's gospel tie it all together yes. okay this is from uh, the book of Saint Matthew chapter 21 23 through 27 when Jesus had come into the temple area the chief priests and the elders of the people approached him as he was teaching and said by what authority are you doing these things and who gave you this authority? And Jesus said to them in reply, I shall ask you one question, and if you answer it for me, then I shall tell you by what authority I do these things. Where was John, John's baptism from? Recall John the Baptist. Where was John's baptism from? Was it of heavenly or of human origin? And they discussed this among themselves and said, If we say of heavenly origin, he'll say to us, then why did you not believe him? Mm -hmm. But if we say of human origin, we fear the crowd, for they all regard John as a prophet. So they said to Jesus in reply, the safe answer, we do not know. Yep. He himself said to them, neither shall I tell you by what authority I do these things. Right, 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 right.
3: This is a sort of uh, don't cast your pearls before a swine moment, right?
2: Yes. Yes. That Yes. Thank you. That's perfect and beautiful. Yes.
3: So here we have the actual authority,
2: the religious
3: authority for God's people who are questioning Jesus about, uh, excuse me,
2: sir. Right. What, under what authority? They're not questioning because they're curious. Right. They're questioning Because they're condemning. They feel a threat to their current power status. Sure. Yes, absolutely. And so
3: as is and was the sort of custom of the culture, they ask him a question. Jesus, as rabbi in this role, returns a question back to them.
2: Yes, perfectly normal, not disrespectful, any of that. He he did not disrespect the leaders Mm -hmm. of the community. So, yes, it was perfectly fine. Perfectly acceptable. And
3: so this is what stood out to me as I thought about the connection between these two readings. In the Numbers passage, we have a complete pagan, honestly, for for the time, a total non-Israelite chosen to deliver God's truth to his people. Contrast that with the gospel where the appointed leaders of God's people are are the ones who are being resistant to what he wants to say to his people now through his own son Mm -hmm. who is there as Messiah. And so I look back and think about like God's truth is his truth always, no matter what vehicle it arrives to us in. And so sometimes it can be that the person of authority may not be speaking in a way that delivers God's truth, Mm -hmm. the one you would expect it to come from. Sometimes God's truth can come from the most unexpected of places, somebody who's a complete outsider to the faith, essentially, right? And so we look at the response from Psalm, and it's really focused on, teach me your ways, O Lord. So the psalmist is asking directly to learn from God himself. Guide me in your truth. Teach me. You are my savior. Remember your compassion, your kindness of old. Remember your goodness. And then it says, good and upright is the Lord. He shows sinners the way he guides the humble to justice. He teaches the humble in his way. And so
2: the humble is not the one that's afraid of losing the power that they have that's coming in a
3: right. challenging
2: fashion trying to trick you into an answer
3: exactly yes the humble are the ones that are genuinely sincerely open-heartedly seeking god's truth and i just i think that that's such a powerful bridge because it shows us that when we are seeking god he draws close to us and brings us the truth that we need to hear And it does sometimes come in unorthodox and unlikely places. Now, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, defy all authority and, uh, you know, that you can't trust anyone who's in authority in the church. That's not what I'm saying at all. I think this is um, as we think about Advent and as we're thinking about this longing for the Lord and looking for him, that this these series of readings remind us that it is both a collective longing but that it's also an individual longing that we're Mm -hmm. experiencing and that we're kind of focusing on and that god sees that that he has compassion for us in our searching and our seeking and our wandering and he is faithful to teach us as we draw close
2: to him indeed does that track yes i think a lot especially in terms of the gospel reading and especially in the terms of, of where we are today societally, where questions get asked in a very disingenuous fashion. And it's not because a person wants to know legitimately an answer that you have to provide. It's that they want to find a way to crush you, cancel you, yeah, whatever else. And that's, that's tough. you know where we are called. As Christians, to be ready to defend our faith, to explain the reasons why we believe a thing. yeah, but then all the way back to what what you let off with, this casting pearls before swine, well there's there's literally no positive thing that comes from us responding authentically to an inauthentic ask. Yes, exactly. And I think certainly Christ did that masterfully here. He he noticed quickly. Um, These guys aren't really interested in the answer. They don't even admire my tent, like happened in the (laughs) earlier reading. No, they're just, they're turds. Yeah. Um, And that's probably the nicest thing you could say about them. And so he answered in a way that was effective and meaningful and, and right and good. And Yes. Again, just looking at today's culture and the difficulty of having real dialogue Mm -hmm. with people because most people don't want dialogue they just want to try to find a way to accuse you of something nasty because Mm -hmm. you've disagreed with their perspective Mm -hmm. and so we all walk around on eggshells now Um, yeah maybe there's a way to answer their question with a question of some kind like christ did i don't know that's where my mind goes and i know that's not ultimately the point of the advent reading but yeah yeah, sorry, not sorry. I don't know.
3: Well, that's advent for today.
2: Perfect. The
3: Monday of
2: the third week
3: of advent.
2: Yeah.
3: We're we're clocking through it now. We're
2: so second day into the pink rose that, candle. That's
3: right. That's right. Okay, well, let's Maybe
2: we have a bad Christmas, Christmas story, but you have to tell it.
3: Do we want to do bad Christmas and then whirl or whirl and then bad Christmas?
2: Let's bad Christmas and then whirl.
3: This wasn't a little bit on the racy side, so get ready, everybody. Uh, this Again, not our stories. No we found them, found them on the internet. My grandma gave me a pair of bright red underwear. They had googly eyes and a black sleeve for your penis to go into. I am a girl.
2: Yep. <laughs> What would be more awkward, being a girl or being a boy? Uh,
3: This is an awkward present no matter what your gender is. Good Uh, job, Grandma. Where you fall on the gender spectrum. Where in the hell is
2: Grandma shopping? I mean, Spencer
3: gifts in the mall. I
2: guess. She stumbled in and nobody kicked her out. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. You don't expect Grandma to be the provider of the gift that requires the clutching of the pearls.
3: It's true. It's true. But that is a great dirty Santa slash white elephant Exchange gift? Yeah. I hope that person held on to those.
2: Uh, they probably did. Yeah. Fortunately, we don't know the details. Yes. Fortunately. We don't have notes for oral. Let's watch, just read, listen. Off,
3: lifestyle. Let's do some off the top of our head. Okay.
2: What would you watch? What have we watched? Have we watched anything? I fell asleep early.
3: Yeah. I don't think we've watched anything, but you could watch... You could go find some old videos of Julia Child. I'm confident she's oh, made a yes. bouillabaisse at yes. some point. Yes, she
2: has a bouillabaisse recipe, or if more, if not more than one.
3: Yeah. Absolutely, she does. So there's that. Mm-hmm. You can find that and watch it if that inspires you. Or like you suggested earlier, just watch a French film, maybe. Feel very fancy
2: about yourself. Indeed. Make sure there's subtitles, and you can feel very intellectual. It's
3: That's true. You could read selections from St.
2: John of the Cross. Yeah. You want to shoot again? I, my encouragement not to you, know, you do whatever you want, yeah. I think it would be most meaningful to somebody who is in a dark night of the soul,
3: yes. And hey, if ever there was a dark night of the soul, 2020 might have it, delivered it. It to could you. be
2: that, it could be that for a lot of people, it certainly yeah. could.
3: Um, listening, I mean, I'm still listening to Taylor Swift a lot, yes. You got any listens?
2: Um, I'm gonna just go back to an old-timey. Not old-timey, honestly, um, but a long-time favorite. That's more accurate. A long-time favorite of mine, Charlie Robeson, or Robison. Robeson, yeah. If you want uh, Alexa to register what you're talking about, <laughs> you'll have to say Robison. Yeah, she doesn't get it. She struggles there. Yes. He is, he, from from my youth, he's kind of an outlaw country. Yes. On the perimeter kind of guy. He never hit it huge, but so much of his stuff is really strong even yep. some of it quite poetic
3: yes he was married to a dixie chick i can't remember which that's one. that's right emily? the
2: not crazy one of the three emily i think her name is sounds good to me
3: they're not married anymore but nope. that was a
2: thing he had a, a wandering eye and wandering red pair of underwear with a black s- sleeve for his thing <laughs> grandma thanks
3: <laughs> lifestyle anything Life is, life is stylish well
2: it isn't uh, uh, it's what we're cooking as we record right now and it does it's not a bouillabaisse, base but it is a soup we've had many inches of snow here today yeah that actually stuck because oklahoma often will snow when the ground's not cold enough sure. for it to stick around it has yep and so we felt like soup was the answer we did there wasn't any stew meat at the store. Evidently, stew meat was number four (laughs) on the list after milk, milk, bread, bread. toilet paper. Then it went to stew meat. It was all gone. So I bought a roast. I cut that up into stew meat-sized pieces. I also got um, some in-store made, because we have some really good grocers around here that actually make things in their store. They had uh, hand-ground and made sausage. And I got andouille and bratwurst we skillet cooked that and then sliced it up we made a soup base um included a lot of onion celery garlic a little bit of carrot for sweetness and that is all in there simmering
3: yeah right now
2: it smells delightful and i'm looking forward to dinner
3: yes that's a great lifestyle yes it is okay well i hope you all have a wonderful week it's monday and I hope there's many good things in store for you on this green Monday. Well, I guess green. lifestyle is a reminder. Yeah. Get that online shopping Go done.
2: can actually do that. I will do that immediately. Immediately. Okay. Well, in the meantime, and I hope this, this wasn't your only episode for the week. You acted like it was. I hope that you listen to more of the episodes. Who knows what could happen tomorrow. That's true. But in the meantime, have an awesome today. Would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Grandmas are seemingly notorious for getting terrible presents. Even embarrassing. Should you receive one, it is your duty to report it to our Facebook group. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Planning for your next trip?